This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Lynn Jordan, former curator of the Cortez Island Museum, is writing a history of Whale Town. Her manuscript is already 300 pages long. In the first of a series of interviews about her research, Jordan describes the history behind Whale Town's name. The first whalers on our coast were indigenous peoples. They've been on the West Coast for well over 5,000 years. I imagine it was very early on. And it was certainly more dangerous for the ones up around Haida Gwaii that were fishing whales in the open ocean. A flip of a whale's tail could totally destroy a canoe and everybody in it. The ones that were on the outside of Vancouver Island, the Nootka natives, and I imagine it was the same in the other tribes, it was only certain tribal members, males, who were allowed to fish for whales. They went for months into the forest on their own to prepare their bodies and their minds for fishing the whales. I do know of a small island up near the Brooks Peninsula on the northern outer coast of Vancouver Island, which is considered a native burial island. It's off an old ancient village where you can see the houses that were along the shore there are all collapsed and flat in the forest. One of my sons and I visited the island very reverently. We went out of Cayucat north. My cousin was fishing out there with her husband. She was a good friend of one of the chief's daughters of the Cayucat band. We had the chief's daughter with us, which gave us permission to camp in that little bay where the village had been. So we spent a week there and found besides the cedar-wrapped bodies that had been up in trees and then fell. We found a canoe, a whole canoe with bones in it. Uh, The natives had been killed by the whales and then set in their canoe. The whole canoe with the bodies was set on this island. It was all covered in moss, but you could see the skulls and whatnot in the canoe. It, It was a very strange feeling to be there. Are there any examples of First Nations whaling in the Discovery Islands? There's a pictograph of a man and a whale at the mouth of Gorge Harbor. Can you tell me anything about that? No, and nobody can. Nobody. There were two villages at one time in the harbor, one right near the mouth and the other one across from the mouth. And there is a rock down the beach about halfway between... Manson's and Smelt Bay. There's a big rock out on the beach and it is gradually being obliterated on the outside facing out to the water. There's about a nine foot carving, a petroglyph of a whale. That's the only petroglyph that's been found on Cortez so far. There's some on rocks at the base of Marina as well. There is a story which appears in some author's books written earlier about Cortez history. The natives in the village at Smelt Bay would post a lookout on the high point at the bottom of the island. There's a long spit of rock from the bottom of Cortez plus the southern shore of Marina Island. They curve together like open arms. Whales could be spotted coming up because you can see right down the straight at that point. If they came in through that barrier between the two rock spits, the message would go out. There are middens all along Smelt Bay. So they obviously ate a lot of clams. When they were doing this, they would 
put the empty clamshells into their canoes to be all ready for something like this. The beach at Smelt Bay slopes out for a very long way before it drops off sharply. So the canoes would go out. It doesn't say in any of the stories, but I imagine they would have had to make a curving line. And at a given signal, they'd all start dropping shells overboard to a whale coming up underwater. Those shells and all their bubbles falling down would be like a wall in front of them. If they were curved the right way, they would turn the whale in towards the beach, which is so shallow. And especially if the tide was right, they could beach a whale. All they had to do then was wait for the tide to go out a little further, and they could kill that whale with no danger at all to anybody. One whale is all they really needed that would supply meat for a long time for everybody in the camp. It doesn't say, but I imagine they smoked the meat like they did salmon. They used the whole whale for all kinds of things. Did they use the oil as well? Yes, like they used the oolican fish. Oolican fish is called a candlefish because it was used for light, like a little lamp. You could do the same thing with the whale blubber. When did the Europeans become aware of our area? Originally, it was important because of our tall Douglas fir that grows so nice and straight. It was important for masts. The early explorers came to this coast originally looking for mast wood and then discovered there were a whole lot of other things like sea otters and whatnot to, to hunt. The first white people who came up this way were actually Americans who came up whaling in mm, late 1700s, early 1800s. What about James Dawson coming to Whale Town in 1869? It wasn't until Dawson came and he was the first white man. He came from the States too. He was the first white man to have a rendering factory on the shore and really target whaling. It didn't last very long though. Where was this and what can you tell me about his operation in the Cate? And I believe it was the Cate was his first boat. And he also had the steamship and the otter for delivering the oil in barrels from Cortez down to Victoria, where it was shipped to a number of different places. While the otter was away delivering oil, the Cate could continue fishing for whales. The first year, they did really well with their whaling. There's no paper records anywhere, but they figure that in the year and a half, the whaling station in Whale Town actually rendered 300 whales, mostly humpbacks. Their rendering factory was beside where our ferry dock is now. And if you go down to the gate at the ferry terminal and look to your right along the beach, you can see there's a rock wall that may have been built by the factory when it was there, but it also could have been built by subsequent farmers. There's a cleared patch in the beach where ships would have come in, but there was also a wharf for the Kate to come in because they would hunt their whales and wherever they killed a whale, they would then tow it to the nearest beach and flens it. The blubber and the livers would be put back on board the Kate, who would then deliver it to whale town for rendering. They had big pots that they built fires underneath for boiling the blubber down to oil. Then it was barreled. Dawson was thinking way ahead because he actually had timber that he'd already cut down 
and stored for five to seven years before having it cut and made into barrel staves to make the wooden barrels. Wood that was that well seasoned did not leak. There was a Moby Dick story with the Kate. She carried two little boats for whaling and they would go out and harpoon the whale. They had regular straight harpoons, just a pole and a spear on the end, but they also had some that had bombs on them. Once it hit the whale, the bomb would go off. The Kate was out whaling and Captain Abel Douglas was in a small boat. This particular whale took three bombs to kill it before the last bomb was put in. It surfaced up underneath Abel's small boat and crashed down beside it. All the men were put in the water. The boat was overturned. Nobody was hurt. They were shaken up, of course. The second boat got a third bomb into it. And the whale eventually died because the whale was more important than the seamen who were still in the water. That second boat towed that whale to shore first before it could sink so that it could be rendered for its blubber. Then the second boat went out to save Abel and right his boat so that he and his crew could have a boat <laughs> to get back to the Cape. <laughs> when did Dawson relocate to Hornby? They only fished based out of Whaletown for a year and a half. It was in 1870 when the Dawsons left and moved to Hornby Island. There's a bay there called Whaling Bay Station. That name is because of his having a station there to, for rendering down. He amalgamated with another company who were fishing down in the House Sound area, but they only lasted a few months. And then they went into liquidation and bankruptcy and they had to sell all their equipment and everything. And so that was 1870. There were other whaling companies around the area or further south and they fished out all the whales, basically. Th there was no commercial whaling from then until 1907 when it started up again, but it only lasted for about a year because again, they wiped them all out. There were some stations on the outer coast of Vancouver Island and further up north along the coast. The very last station was Coal Harbor up in Quatsino Sound, and it closed in 1967. What happened to the whale population in the Discovery Islands? I think because they had wiped out all the whales, there were no whales left with the knowledge of where to enter the inside passage. So whales continued up the coast to their summer feeding grounds up off Alaska. It wasn't until one year, one or two whales found their way in through Juan de Fuca Strait, found there were lots of herring and lots of krill. So they stayed in the Salish Sea area, instead of going further north. They've passed on the message to other whales and their offspring. So every year, there are more whales returning here. What's the earliest sighting we have of a humpback around Cortez Island? It was about, or maybe a little before 2010. I picked up a young man who was thumbing somewhere near town. He was heading to Manson's and I was going home. He had been out on a boat with a friend. They had been diving off the west coast of Marina Island and saw a humpback that was breaching and doing a lot of spy hopping. They thought it was watching them, so they thought they'd go and watch it. They started underwater from their boat 
but very quickly discovered the whale had come over to view them. It swam down underneath them and rolled on its side with its eye looking up at them. He was in his 20s, maybe. And, and he was still pumped when I drove him. He just couldn't stop talking about it. Joe and I were in the ferry lineup. I think it was around 2017, waiting for the ferry to come in. There was an overload waiting, so the lineup went way up around the hill. Somebody noticed down near the bottom that there was a whale breaching outside the harbor, but right at the entrance to the harbor. Eventually, we realized there were five of them, all humpbacks. And word spreads up the hill and everybody comes down to, to watch the whales. We could eventually see the ferry totally stopped, staying in place outside the harbor, waiting for the whales to move off so we could come in. Eventually, the whales did move, but we watched them for, it must have been 20 minutes. I wondered at the time if they knew that had been a whaling station at one, once upon a time, and maybe they were paying homage to it. No idea. They eventually moved off a little bit, and the ferry came in rather late, offloaded, then onloaded. As we're going out of the harbor, you get that little message, and the captain comes on and adds, Welcome to the BC Ferries whale watching tour to Harriet Bay. We watched those whales all the way across. You, we could still see them. They moved down the outer coast of Marina. They were spy hopping and breaching. Just absolutely unreal. It's nice to see the whales coming back to this area. In 2019, the fishery statistics said that there were 50 to 60 humpbacks in the Salish Sea. And that has increased steadily every year. So it's well above that now. How did Whale Town get its name? Whale Town started out as Whale Bay just because of the whaling station. And then it became Whaleton, T-O-N at the end. When the name was registered, it was spelled T-O-W-N. So it became Whale Town, though there was no town. And there still isn't really. You've been listening to the first in a series of interviews with Lynn Jordan, who's writing a history of Whale Town for the Cortez Island Museum. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>